Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. G'day and welcome to That's Incredible, a podcast about the unexpectedly awesome things that are all around us, things you may never have noticed before. My name's Andrew Datto and I am right into this stuff. I mean, our world is a truly remarkable place. And if you take the time to look around, you'll find extraordinary things going on all around you every day. I mean, consider just like the way things look different. And I'm not talking about buildings or houses or cars. I'm talking about animals. Put it this way. Cars, they all kind of look kind of the same. But animals are completely different. You've got tall, skinny ones, short, fat ones, and tall, fat ones, and long, wide ones. You've got ones that look like Sherman tanks, other ones that look like little feathery, dainty things. You've got tiny mice, huge rats, and dogs. Even if you look at dogs, there's so many different kinds of dogs. It's incredible. Now, in this episode, we are going on an adventure to explore the wonderful world of animals. From tiny frogs to giant squid, you would be amazed at the fascinating things you'll find in the animal kingdom. We'll also be taking you to a place where you can see a bunch of different animals from all parts of the world in one place. Before we find out, it's time to find out some truly awesome animal facts. Incredible! Goats have rectangular pupils. <coughs> Next time you see a goat, take a look at its eyes. They have rectangular pupils to help them look out for predators when they're eating grass. That's also why their eyes are on the side of their heads. <coughs> Kangaroos are super fast. <coughs> Kangaroos can hop at over 70 kilometres an hour. That's faster than a zebra. Or an emu. And they're the only large animal to use hopping as a way to move. Happy hopping. Lobsters pee out of their faces. Lobsters' eyes are linked to their bladder like a tube so they can get rid of urine through their eyes. Ew! Animals can have multiple organs. How many? Or weird ones. Octopuses have three hearts. Sheep have four stomachs. And a giant squid's brain is shaped like a donut. Giant squid are huge. But their brain only weighs about as much as a donut, too. Forbidden donut. Some frogs can come back to life after being frozen. 
In North America, there are wood frogs that can survive even if 60% of their body is completely frozen. When it's winter, they bury themselves under leaves that can get covered with snow. As they get colder, their heart stops and their body shuts down until the temperature rises again and all their organs go back to normal. Turtles can breathe through their butts. When turtles are hibernating, that means going to sleep during winter, they get most of their oxygen from their bottom. The proper scientific name for it is cloacal respiration. But bum breathing sounds way cooler. Hey, uh, how about those animal facts? Some of those took you by surprise, didn't they? Like that frogs can be frozen and then come back to life. You know, there's some humans that are trying that. I'm not going to explain it. Ask mum and dad. Let's talk about zoos instead. Much easier to understand. A zoo is a place where animals from all over the world live together. You might have been to one with your family or friends, but our guest today actually grew up in a zoo. Brookstone's family owns Billabong Zoo in Port Macquarie, and she's been surrounded by animals since she was a baby. Now, she works there doing everything from feeding the lions, that would be cool, to teaching school groups about the animals she grew up with. So what's it like when you've got lions and monkeys for roommates? Hi, my name's Brooke Stone-Rainer. I'm originally from Nowra on the south coast and we moved to Port Macquarie when I was seven and that's when we started living in a zoo. As a kid, I loved going and just meeting new people. So that was really cool about being in a zoo because I could literally walk out my back doorstep and go and make new friends and educate them about animals even though I was seven. And being able to go out and interact with the animals whenever I wanted to was really cool. <laughs> We have three different big cat species now, so we're very lucky we have lions and cheetahs. And we also have snow leopards. And I'm one of the keepers that works with big cats. And we've recently just started to get some little monkey species. So we have some common marmosets now, so that's pretty cool. And I've just started to work with those guys. They just swarm you. They will jump all over your face. And your shoulders and if you're coming in with food or mealworms or anything like that they're all over you they think it's exciting they've got such little attitudes as well just little people one of my earliest memories of waking up at the zoo because i used to have to share a bedroom with my brother for a little while when we were living at the zoo and i remember waking up to the sound of the peacocks if anybody's heard a sound of a peacock they are the noisiest things in the world. Cassowaries have a, a certain noise as well, which is quite interesting, the way they kind of puff themselves up and they make kind of a deep noise. And because our house was very close to where the cassowary enclosure is, I'd hear that quite often. And now we have big cats and so lions and cheetahs and snow leopards and that sort of stuff. And now, even though I'm not living at the zoo as an adult, there are times that I do go back and sleep at the zoo. So the times that our lioness had her lion cubs, I actually slept there to make sure that everything ran smoothly and she was good and she was labouring fine. And, yeah, during that process, I would wake up to the sound of them roaring. 
And then also the noises of the snellipids, which is an incredible noise. It is like a meow, but a very exaggerated meow. And to hear that kind of echo through the zoo, all those different noises are still awesome. So when we very first moved to the zoo, within, I want to say, like a couple of years or so, we did a tour to the zoo, like we do. We do school tours. And I remember it was back in the early years, we didn't have that many keepers, so my dad did the tour, which for any kids, so embarrassing. <laughs> but, yeah, so we, we were going around doing the tour. And I will never forget, I don't think he remembers this, but I'll never forget him asking, on the back of our Australian coins, we have our coat of arms. So we have our emu and our kangaroos. Does everybody know one of the reasons those two animals were chosen to be on that coat of arms? And I was like, I don't know this question. If he picks me, I'm going to be so embarrassed. He did pick me. I didn't know the answer. And I now know that one of the reasons is said because neither of those animals can walk backwards. So I use that now. But yes, and I thought it was so cool because I could actually, everyone else had to go home on the bus and go back to school and then go home. See ya. I could just stay at the zoo. So that was really cool. Most people would say to me probably the grossest part would be picking up the poop. You can smell it! But interestingly enough to me, I actually don't find that that gross because, I mean, I've been doing it my entire life, really. So for any other child, I suppose, if they have a dog at home, picking up the poo of the dog in the backyard is, like, the grossest part of having a pet. For me, that's all just part of the process and I've been doing it for so long that it doesn't really bother me all too much anymore. There's definitely some animals' poos that smell worse than others. <laughs> My father would tell you that peacocks have the grossest smelling poo. I reckon it has to be, I mean, either the big cats or the lions. Gosh, the lions poo sometimes. That can be a bit smelly. Ew. Or the reptiles. I reckon the reptiles' poo is not the nicest. (laughs) I think the connections you build with the animals is uncanny to anything else. I mean, anybody knows that when you have a pet at home, you have that connection and they become your child, your sibling. They're just a part of you, really. And if anything happens to that pet, you just, you know, you'd be so upset. And exactly the same thing for me, but there is a lot of more animals that have to hold my heart in that. So that's my favourite bit about creating those connections and spreading the awareness about conservation. (laughs) For me, being a zookeeper is not so much a job, but a passion. And yes, it's a career, but the passion, I think, trumps it overall. And I think most people within the industry would say the same thing, that it's a passion for the animals, for the conservation. We do so many presentations at Billabong Zoo each and every day, and it's a really good way to spread the word of conservation through all those different generations, from very young to the elderly. So that's something that I would love to do for the rest of my life. Now, what did you think about that? Would you like to live in a zoo? Maybe you might become a zoologist when you grow up and you could work in a zoo just like Brooke. Time to see how many facts you remembered from this episode. Are you listening with someone? Look at them. We've probably got time for a quick stare out. Okay, ready, set, go. Squint, squint. They're going to blink. They're about to blink. Oh, you blinked. Oh, well, let's get on with the quiz. Don't forget to sing out your answer. How many hearts does an octopus have? Who said three? Three is correct. 
Two of the hearts pump blood to the gills, and the third heart pumps it to the rest of the body. Look, it's a fact, so I can talk about it. Which animal breathes through its butt? I'll never look at a turtle the same way again. Hey, see that turtle? Breathes through its butt. If you got it right, well done. On our coat of arms, in Australia, there's a kangaroo and an emu. Which one moves faster? Who guessed the kangaroo? You are correct. Bonus question. Do you know why it's the emu and the kangaroo? It's because neither animal can take a backward step. So that's why they're on our coat of arms, because we're a forward-moving country. Here's a disgusting question. What's the shape of a giant squid's brain? Yes, it's a donut. Think about that next time you go to Krispy Kreme. So how'd you go? Were you keeping score? Were you the winner? If you weren't, if you got a question wrong, you can just rewind. And then you get all the answers right. And you can go, yes! Dun, 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 Victory dance. Love it. I think this is my favourite part of That's Incredible because it's time to take what we've learned and put it in our everyday life by becoming a real-life wildlife investigator. So there's over 240 species of frogs in Australia, 240 different kinds of frog. They don't all live in big ponds. You can find them in your backyard or your local park. And the Australian Museum wants help knowing where all the frogs are in Australia. And this is the cool part, we can all help. So download the Frog ID app. There will be a link in the description of the episode, so don't panic. And then head outside tonight to see if you can record some frog sounds. You'll be amazed at how many different sounds they make. Then if you go through the app, you'll hear frogs croaking, barking. In fact, there's a couple that even whistle. And if in your travels you manage to find a frog, take a photo and send it to us at podcast at mamamia.com.au. All right, time to go find some frogs. Hey, listen, don't eat them, right? That's for the French. The French eat the frogs. We just take photos of them and send them here to us. Go wildlife investigators. We'll see you on the next episode.